Hello. Today's letter is M and our topic is actually a range of topics. You've all heard me probably mention MVP, which stands for Minimum Viable Product, but not so simple. Remember my sips, I always kind of pull back the covers a little bit more and take the topic to the next level. So I have to do the same with this one. And for example, MVP, Minimum Viable Product. Well, you may have also heard it referred to a marketable viable product or maybe an MMF, a minimum marketable feature. Okay. All of these are flavors and related versions of still trying to get to the same thing. Do the minimum amount of work to get and address and deliver the business value. So do the minimum to meet what is needed. So it may be a problem you're trying to solve or you're trying to reduce pain uh, that the, the business is feeling or you may be taking um, advantage of an opportunity. Those are the reasons why we build things. We fund things. Um, that gets to the heart of the ROI. So now minimum viable product, marketable viable product, and then minimal marketable feature is part of this language that is being used for value management. So when you build things, you're often asking the questions, what's the business value? And then using that understanding of the business value, why you need something, what benefit it has to prioritize. And ultimately, you're using this language of value management to, on a daily basis, prioritize what's the most important thing, what's the minimum that needs to be delivered. And it goes without saying that if we're looking for the minimum, if we're focused on things that are going to give you the most value, and you're prioritizing, at the same time, you're descoping. And so that's something that we haven't necessarily been really good at in some of our other approaches and methodologies. It was almost like blindly saying the customer is right. If the customer asks for it, we've got to make the customer happy. So whatever they ask for, that's what we have to do. And scope just grows and grows and grows. But people would look at you cross-eyed if you would even hint to the fact that the more they ask for, the more the scope grows, that it would impact the cost or the deadline. Well, the fact that people kept trying to cram features and requirements in, but not wanting to pay more for it is completely ludicrous. It's unthinkable. And I've often said to my students or in my lectures or in my class, what other industry can you walk up and keep asking for features and tell them that I'm not going to pay more and you are going to deliver this when I want to? You couldn't do it if you were building a house. You couldn't go in and say, I want all gold fixtures and I want chandeliers in every room. And by the way, don't change our deadline. I want to move in the date we decided, even though I'm adding new features and requirements, and I'm not going to pay you more. 
Well, you wouldn't be moving into that house. Every time you add, the builder reassesses the budget, the timeline, what it's going to impact. But in IT and software development, somehow we have completely, and in some ways I might say, lost our minds and, and fooled ourselves into thinking, no, we can still deliver it. Now, whoever was giving this, feeding this to the customers and making them believe that they could do that, it's just created a lot of animosity between software developers and the business. They have the sense that we are padding our schedules and our dates, but the reality is, is that software is very intricate and that, yes, you can make one change. You can do just about anything and with, with code and software. But the reality is, too, is that you have to figure out what the impact is to everything else. You have to test it properly. You have to determine the cause and effect, what's upstream and downstream and the big picture. So there's all these other considerations. Doing that one small thing, it may be no problem. And at this point in time, those who use software, those in their business who leverage software to run their business, they rely on it. They should know enough about software at this point in time to know when you rush software, when you take shortcuts, when you don't allow for the time that is needed, then the end results is production issues, emergency issues. There's integrity of the data. Then that leads to mistrust of the system. So there's a big snowball effect when you rush software. It's almost like, have you ever baked a cake and you put it in the oven? And I remember one time I, I was watching a cake. I was waiting for it to ra rise and I would just stare at it and stare at it. And I went in a couple of times. I, I shook it around just to see if it had um, gotten to the right consistency. I poked a, a fork in it a couple of times. I did it with the toothpick. Before you knew it, me going in and out the oven, I disturbed the process and it never did get to the right consistency. So there's some things you've just got to let it take its course. And there's so many unknowns about software development that people don't quite appreciate the time it takes to do it right, to build in quality, to do a checks and balance. They just want the quick and dirty. They can see the superficial field on the screen or they can see a new screen. They're happy with that. But what they're doing is they're actually sabotaging. And in all that time, fixing those things that got broken costs more money. So you haven't saved money. You may have gotten something on a particular date, but it's not quality software. So Agile, along with value management, is let's not just rush and push a whole lot of stuff out. The stuff we push out, we want to make sure it's quality and we want to make sure it's high value. High value means the focus on minimum viable product. So back to my letter M and minimum viable product. The one thing that I want to point out here is, and there's some different interpretations on this particular topic. Typically, if we talk about 
a minimum marketable feature. Most of you know, especially if you think about Scale Agile, there's three layers. The top layer is the initiative or the initiative epic. That middle layer breaks down the initiative into features. The features then get broken down into stories. So minimal marketable feature at that middle layer, that is product owners, product managers, and even epic owners determining what are the minimum viable features. So therefore, when we break those features down into stories, if something doesn't fit within one of those minimum features, it's not even up for discussion with the team. So what it does is it's having middle management already prioritize the important features. And anytime we do that prioritization, again, those things that are deprioritized that are low on the list, we're going to not spend our time or waste our time with that because we've determined that they're not high value, not high return. So if you look at it again at the initiative then you have your features, you prioritize your features, and, and that's called MFF, Minimum Marketable Features. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit about what minimum marketable features are. That means that you determine what features, based on what they're going to cost, will deliver the most value. So reducing what they called feature bloat. What they want you to do is focus on core features. And then the other component is progressive elaboration. Get that minimum viable product out there, that minimum marketable product out there, and then let the users use it, give you feedback, and determine if there's more. I found a really cute diagram that showed what they called feature-ritis curve. Love that name, feature-ritis curve. It's out on a slide share on LinkedIn. It's called Product Development Using Agile. And it's the happiness curve. It's the user happiness curve. And you know, a lot of us are driven that we're try just trying to make the customer happy. And what the curve does is it starts out is that you deliver a set of features and the customer says well these are nice but I I wish I could have more I wish it would do more so we elicit we get more information maybe more user stories are uh, identified from there we show the user the new and improved version with these additional requirements and they said I'm so glad they added these so the Happiness curve is going up. That's a good thing. Then they ask for a few more things. They start using it and say, well, can you add this? Can I do this? And sure, why not? We want to make our users happy. The curve is still going up. They're thumbs up. They're saying, cool. Then they get almost to, in, in this picture, almost to the top of the peak. And they're like, I rule. I can. This has made my life so much easier. You're getting fives all across the surveys that you're sending out, right? All fives. That's the top. That's the highest you can get. All fives. So they're at the top of the peak. And that's what we call the happy user peak. They're there. But then you have one more meeting. And they say, well, we love it. But if you could add this, that'd be great too. 
And then boastful developers and the team says, hey, yeah, we could do that. It's possible. We know how to code what you've requested. We can do it. They add it. And then the user starts to say, well, guess, I guess it looks better. It, it's better than what, you know, what we were doing manually. But guess what? The peak starts to decline. They ask for a few more things. Maybe it's to reverse or improve what they thought they wanted in addition. And, and so now you're kind of tweaking that a little bit more. And now when they go in the system, they start poking around and they're like, well, there's so many buttons and tabs now. It's, it's getting a little bit more confusing. I got to click through a lot of different things to find things. And, and even in some cases, and I know I've been on projects where you keep adding things, you have to start moving things around. And our users started getting a little frustrated. Well, I liked where it was. So now we're getting enhancements to reverse some of the enhancements we just did. And we got this back and forth going. And before you know it, the user is saying, you know what? It's getting so complicated. There's so many buttons and tabs and so many places to go and so many clicks. I can't even find that one simple thing that I wanted in the first place. And I know that that sounds extreme, but trust. In the IT world, that does happen. So next thing you know, they're talking about how this product sucks. Then the next thing, they're wanting a brand new product. So all of this is illustrated on this cute, the feature-itis curve. So all that said, this is a great conversation to have with the team. Does your team or does your subject matter expert or product owner have feature-itis? And what could we do to help us recognize when we're hitting the top of the peak and then going off on the deep end where we start to decline and start to detract from the important features and we're just adding features because we can and the team keeps giving it to us. So, something to think about. Minimum marketable features and how it's very closely related to the MVP. Minimum marketable features is the smallest set of functionality that provides value to the market, whether that market is internal users or external users. Minimal marketable features, known as MMF, can be used to plan projects that are more predictable and flexible at the same time. So, you start out by determining your, your MMF. Make sure to introduce some slack. And I know that sounds like a, a bad word, but it's not. That's just giving yourself a little bit of flexibility because in Agile, we would like to welcome change. You manage the change. You evaluate where you are and then review your MM, MMF and determine whether or not you might need to increase it or whether you're right where you need to be. Accommodate new features as needed. Always checking to make sure have you hit your peak. And when you've hit your peak, declare the project done. There always can be other projects and other phases and sub-projects, but know when to call that project done when you've met the minimum marketable feature set. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of our Agile Alphabet. Stay tuned for more.